0: Hey everyone, I'm Jenna Malanson from Canadian Beats Media, and I'm here with Kara Perto, a Senior Project and Licensing Manager for 604 Records for our latest episode of Inside the Industry. Welcome, Kara. Hello. Okay, so first off, how did you get started in the industry and how did you end up at 604 Records?
1: Um, well, I was a musician growing up. I was a singer. I went to an arts high school and I always wanted to be an artist, um, but also wanted to make money. So I decided when I finished high school, I was going to go to school for music business and music production and, and learn the entire music industry so that if I ever wanted to be an artist, I could do it myself. That was my viewpoint. Um, And then I ended up just kind of getting sucked into the industry, like being an artist and being in the industry are very closely related, but they're different parts of your personality. And I found being an artist was great, but it was a hustle, like a very, very big hustle. And, you know, 15 years ago, how you looked and how like what your size and what you wore mattered so much more. And so I actually found myself gravitating more towards the industry side just because the pressure of that wasn't there. So I was still singing, I was still writing, I was doing my own thing, but I um, I went to the Harris Institute. I then got a job. Um, my first job was in Foley, so sound effects for film and TV. I was like, nope, I wanna work in music. I went back to Harris and said, are there any internships that have come up? And Ole Media Management had come up at the time, which is a publishing company. And I applied to work there. I ended up there for almost four years. I loved publishing. Um, But the company wasn't a fit for me and then I got offered a job at an artist uh, management and label called Tanjola Brand Partners and I worked there and I actually taught myself video editing and ended up being their in-house video content creation person before those even existed because it was just becoming a thing so the technology was not as good and but I taught myself and I ended up working there for uh, about a year and then we ended up shutting down the label and then I got hired at Open Road Recordings as their coordinator for their marketing department. Um, I was there for almost, I think over, just over a year. And then this job came up and someone said, Hey, I think you'd be really great for it. Country's not really your thing. Like, would you want to try something that's more in your lane, which is like pop. And I was like hundred percent. So I applied as a coordinator to work with Marianas Trench um, and Julie Baldwin, who runs their project. So I did that. And then over the years, I just kind of got, promoted and moved up and now I'm uh here's where I am and I also work in licensing here because of my background in publishing at Olay. I learned a lot about sync licensing, publishing, all of that stuff there and it's kind of just carried over and that's kind of how I ended up here doing what I do.
0: Wow that sounds like a fun journey though.
1: Yeah a lot of learning, a lot of jumping around like I got to do management stuff today and then I got to do publishing stuff this day and then I got to do artists like like A&R stuff that day and then I got to do creative content creation that day so I've kind of it's it's been a great way for me to decide what I really like and what I'm really good at and I've had like amazing mentors along the way and I've met some amazing people and you know kind of decided what company would fit for my personality and I finally found that place and I've been here now for almost eight years. Wow. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, before an artist starts looking for a label to represent them, what should they already have in place?
1: Um, in 2022, you kind of, as an artist can't be passive in the way you used to, like, I'm just going to make music and then give it to a label and they're going to do something with it and blow me up. That was the way it was 20 years ago. Now you almost have to know the inner workings of like how labels are run. Cause you have to be your own label for a while. You have to really understand social media. I know it sucks, nobody wants to do it. You're not a content creator, you're a musician, but in 2022, you kind of have to learn and find a way to make it work for you. Um, So you have to like engage an audience. You have to be booking your own small shows. No one's looking, I mean, we're not particularly looking for someone who's doing cross country tours on a massive basis but we want you to be putting in the effort, working to build a fan base, you know, understanding the basics of like how streaming works. And unfortunately, before you get signed, you almost need to do what a label would do for you yourself. And that's just, and some people prefer that, actually, some people love that they can have that control. And me being someone who went to school for it, if if I was doing what I did when I was in school now, it would be so much easier to be an independent artist than it was when I came out of school and those opportunities didn't exist. So it's a double-edged sword, depending on what you if you're someone who wants to do business related stuff but if you just want to be a musician that's unfortunately like not enough anymore Mm -hmm. not in 2022
0: yeah um let's talk a and r otherwise known as artists and repertoire when scouting an artist what are the main things you're looking for
1: um so this is changing rapidly for me as technology changes and as the music industry changes Um, 604 specifically like to develop artists. We like to work with artists from the ground up and help them and give them support and direction. But I feel like I can no longer just look for talent because that is that is number one. Is Is the music good? Is the artistry there? Are they charismatic? Do they have like that thing that like gives you goosebumps? That's number one. But what's becoming more evident is like, I need... Somebody who hustles, somebody who wants to do social media, who wants to build a fan base, who wants to interact with fans, who wants to put in the effort because I can only do so much as your label. I can't be you. I can't build your fan base by getting on your socials and talking to your fans. I can't be the con I can help you with content creation. I can give you someone to do it with you and help film it and edit it. But it needs to be your personality that's being sold to people it needs to be you interacting with your fans like these days they want one-on-one interactions especially when you're new and you're still reachable and so it's like I almost don't want to sign people who don't want to do that and a lot of artists don't want to do it and I understand because you know you're not an artist so that you can go on TikTok but unfortunately in this landscape you do not break through unless you're willing to do that and it's not just like posting something on TikTok, it's having personality. It's being able to attract people. And like, whether it's you just posting yourself singing and people watching like, oh my God, watching this person sing gives me goosebumps and I want to watch all their videos. Or it's you being funny or like yourself, whatever that is. If you can't do that, it's become a red flag to me because I can't market records if you don't want to participate. So number one, artistry, songwriting, personality, all of that. And number two, willing to work cares as much as I care and as the label cares. And, you know, will do the things that most artists don't want to do, like social media and booking your own shows and all of that stuff until it gets easier and you get help, you know? So that's kind of what I'm looking for.
0: I can definitely say that it it really is visible when someone else is doing the artist's social media it just doesn't fit
1: there's no way for me to be as charismatic as one of my bands (laughs) like you can tell when when someone else has told them what to say or and like unfortunately like i would love to do that for you but there's also only so much because it's such an independent artist world right now it's like people are now they've been given that glimpse into someone's personality so intensely, we can't go back. And it's like, unless you're a Beyonce, you don't have a choice but to put yourself out there. And um, yeah, like you said, you can tell when someone else is doing it for you, it's just inauthentic.
0: Um, In your position at 604, you deal with artists at various stages in their careers and see the different issues they face. Is there a certain thing you often see artists struggling with? And if so, what advice would you give them to succeed in that area?
1: I'd say it's the pace and change of technology is changing how everything works. So if you're a veteran and you've been doing this for a long time and you have a really big fan base, they still want the interaction. And now not through like a mailing list the way they used to, they want to see you on TikTok. And if you're 30 something and you've been in the industry for a long time, that's a challenge for you it's a challenge for new artists because they're like, we don't have a following. How do I get people to follow me on my social platform so I can give them music? Like I think, and then what's good today is not cool next month. So like last year, everyone needed to dance. You needed to go on TikTok and make a dance, which is ridiculous because not everyone is made for that. Now it's like, you need to lip sync all your own songs. And then next week it's going to be like, you need to do a duet with someone. And for like six months you have to follow the trend and like, And everyone struggles with that. And my advice would be just to literally spend time on platforms, seeing what other people are doing and then consistently putting out content that is your version of that. I don't think you need to be overly out of the box creative. I don't think you need to like rattle your brain into hours editing videos, but it's like find your way to communicate with people through technology while still looking at trends. And as shitty as that is, like all artists have to do it you you want people to hear your music then find a way to do it in a way that makes you happy so like if you're not someone who wants to dance on tiktok don't dance on tiktok you like coming home and playing your songs you want to play your songs for everyone do you want to go on a tour and you can't play your songs on tiktok play a different song every day play the first chorus on monday and the second chorus on tuesday and the verse on wednesday and just cons- consistently post and like show people what you do best so if you don't want to play it you want to lip sync it or you want to sing it a cappella in your bathroom like just, as a musician don't you want to do those things anyway like I know when I was a singer I would spend hours and hours practicing songs it's like didn't I want someone to hear them well now you can so like what is the thing you like to do as a musician and put it up if you just like are someone who's hilarious and like you know, you just want to tell jokes and like put your song in the background. You can do that too. If you produce music, you can show people how you do it. You spent eight hours making that like production, show them what you did. Like don't fake it and make yourself have to do TikTok fine or or Instagram or whatever. Find something that is fun to you because your fans will see that you find it fun and they will tune in. And so that's my advice. And if you're like, you know, you're older, you're not sure, ask for help. There are experts out there who do this every single day, obsess over social media, come up with ideas and can help you, you know, brainstorm and, and then make it look fun. So unfortunately that's, that's the 2022
0: yep. landscape. <laughs> okay. So you're also a sync licensing manager. Can to explain what you do in this position and how sync licensing is important to artists?
1: Okay, so sync licensing is when you hear songs in films and on TV. So commercials, uh, sporting events, um, movies, all of those things. Um, It is a really amazing thing if you can get your songs, a song in one of those things, whether it's a commercial or a TV show or or whatever. So it is important in the sense that if you do get that, it can break an artist. Mm -hmm. The, The issue with that is that, that happens few and far between. It used to be much more um, feasible, but just like streaming platforms are overwhelmed with the number of releases that come out every day, music supervisors are as well. So music supervisors are the ones who listen to the songs, take them to whoever they're working with and say, hey, we want to use this song for the scene. And then if they wanna use it, the client and the music supervisor, they come back to you and they ask you to use a song. So they're getting so many people sending them music. It's really hard to cut through. So it is really great to have someone working at a label or working at a sync licensing company um, represent you because they have direct contacts with those people. So, you know, as I do sync licensing for Canada only because America has its own system. You have to be very involved in it. You have to go to all the events. You need to know the one. It's a full-time job. And it's like, the reason you need to do that is because music supervisors want to trust who the music is coming from. Because what happens a lot of the time is they need to clear a song and it needs, all the rights need to be approved by every person who worked on that song. Every writer, every publisher, the, the person who owns the master. And so if you're just sending them songs and they have no relationship with you how do they know you wrote that song how do they know that that there aren't multiple co-writes on it and they're going to get in a lot of trouble because they put it in a show so they just don't even take material from people they don't know so in canada i i know all the music supervisors here i send them newsletters from our label like this is all the stuff that's come out um they come to me with like hey we have a tv show looking for songs that are about being sad and in love and whatever and then i'll send them stuff from our catalog um, and then for America, I find, um, sync agencies in the U S who basically what they do is they're the in-between man for people like me for labels and they pitch to their contacts to it for American TV shows and things like that on your behalf. And then they take a percentage of whatever they get. So I find those for our artists. And so a few of our artists have sync agents in the U S, um, working their stuff over there. So it's important in the sense that like, if you do get a sync, it can be really great. Like I had one show um, that had on Netflix that had three of our artists on it and all of their streaming went up for like a month when when the song came out because they were watching the show and they heard it and they looked it up. So it can be really amazing, but it's very tough. Like it's a very competitive world. There's a lot of music and most of the time it's much easier to just clear something everyone already knows than to go searching for some indie, you know, indie stuff. So It could could go either way. I know plenty of artists who have no label and they've gotten themselves into some shows, so. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, What would you say is the best way for artists to promote themselves in the new world of 2022 and beyond?
1: Social media, (laughs)
0: unfortunately.
1: (laughs) Like, I could buy you a billboard in the middle of Dundas Square, but if nobody knows you, it's just a billboard in Dundas Square. It's not you know, like it was even five years ago, 10 years ago, people need to find you. And it's really easy to learn and know somebody just from being online these days. It's like radio's declining. People are, you know, finding their music on like Spotify and then they're looking you up. Like the first thing I do when I see a new artist on Spotify or hear a song, like, who is this? I go and and look them up on Instagram. I look them up on Facebook or TikTok. And then I see, do I like their personality? You know, are they interesting? And then I become a fan? So I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I think when we have sixty thousand to one hundred thousand releases a day on Spotify, like how do you get to people buying billboards and buying ads is not the same. you know, I mean, it's great when you have some great blogs like yours supporting like that is such a bonus um to get some eyes on the on the artist, but social media is where you really get to people these days and like being consistent with that and, and following the trends, you know, that might change in 10 years, but I don't see people interacting more in person over the next decade. I see it becoming more and more online and it really sucks, but find a way to make social media fun for you. Otherwise you're just, you know, being an artist is really tough. Unless you want to play, just play local shows forever. Like, it sucks, but that's kind of where we're at.
0: Um, what three tips would you give up-and-coming artists on marketing themselves? I know social media is probably one of them. Yes,
1: <laughs> obviously social media, we've talked about that a few times now. Um, doing stuff for the fans you already have, like really working the fan base that already supports you. Because if you can get $100 from 100 fans, that's more money than you're going to make from 100,000 streams online um, from people you don't know who don't invest in you. So, you know, really get to know those people, give them perks, you know, ask for their advice, make them feel involved in your career, especially when you're on a small level, um, because those people will go out and tell their friends about you and their friends, friends. And, and, you know, it's play you at their parties. And so it's like social media, like your fan base you already have. If you're at shows, play a show. After the show, go talk to people in the audience. Set up a little merch booth and have a chat with people, and then they'll really look you up, and they'll you know they'll start investing in you. Um, third thing, um, I think those are the two main ones. I mean, really just, like, don't wait for a label or somebody else to put you out there. Like, you need to do it yourself. You need to... Why should people... Want to listen to you when you buy an? In, someone buys into an artist or buying into a product. It's always been like that. So make them love you, or make them think you're hilarious, or make them think you're so interesting in the way you write songs. And if you're an incredible songwriter, to talk about on your social media how you wrote the song, your thought process. Like get people fully invested in you as a person. Um, because hoping that you're just gonna take off and get millions of people listening to your song is like the day of the massive superstar is getting smaller and smaller, you know? So if you're independent, like, let people get to know you. And whether that's through shows, through DMing people, through social media, it's like, if someone likes you, give them a reason to stick around.
0: Yeah. So. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to say to artists and bands out there?
1: Um... Don't be discouraged because you hate social media. Don't be discouraged because music is not the way it used to be. And there's so much competition. If you're really good at what you do and you enjoy what you do, there's always an audience for you, small or big. You you can find it. Someone's going to like it. if you're someone who likes theater, there's theater lovers out there. You're someone who wants to write folk. There's folk lovers out there. There's always an audience. Don't give up. If you really love doing this and you're willing to put the work in and not just hope that someday someone's gonna sign you and make all your dreams come true, like it's 1995, like work as a team. If you do have a team, be grateful for those people because they're hustling just as hard as you are. Um, But there's an audience and as much as it's hard because there's so much now, there's no gatekeepers the way there used to be. You don't have to sit here and wait for a label to say you are the chosen one, here's a career. You can go make one yourself. You can go hustle, you can do the work, you can write the songs, you can go to all the workshops and you know listen to things like this. And it's like that's a choice. If you want to do this, you're gonna have to work for it. But it shouldn't feel like work because if it's what you love, then you're just doing what you do. Better than going to your your normal day job, right? So yeah, that's kind of that's my
0: advice. (laughs) Well, this has been great. Uh thank you for joining me.
1: No problem. It's been great for me too.
0: I'm sure many people are gonna find it very informative.
1: Yes, and uh, feel free to send me a DM if you find me on socials, if you have questions. (laughs) If I get it, I will respond.
0: (laughs) Awesome, okay, well, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Bye.